Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. podcast with me Carly. Just wanted to apologise firstly for this week's podcast coming out so late. I hit a wall last week in terms of self-care and everything just went out the window. So I do apologise, but I didn't want to put out a half-hearted podcast podcast episode. Uh, I mentioned in the last podcast I'll be reviewing some Scott Cunningham books soon and I started rereading one recently and came across um, reread The 13 Goals of a Witch and realise I'm completely out of whack with myself at the moment. So had a little rethink on this week's subject, and I'm I'm thinking it could be relevant for us all. I thought it'd be good to discuss witchy self-care, so I'm going to delve into the 13 Goals of a Witch, and I've got a review of the Witch's Book of Self-Care by Arian Murphy Hiscock. I'll also be talking about the goddess Hecate. So first and foremost, I thought it'd be good to outline to you the supposed 13 goals of a witch. Bit of a disclaimer, though, you'll obviously want to decide on your own life goals. However, I think these goals could certainly improve the life of anyone, let alone just us witches. So they are number one, know yourself. Two, know your craft. Three, learn. Four, apply knowledge with wisdom. Five, achieve balance. Six, keep your words in good order. Seven, keep your thoughts in good order. Eight, celebrate life. Nine, attune with the cycles of the earth. Ten, breathe and eat correctly. Eleven, exercise the body. Twelve, meditate. Thirteen, honour the goddess and God. So we're never going to be perfect. We're never going to get all of those. But I think when you're not eating properly, you're not really moving your body, which is a problem for me. And also just lost myself a little bit. I think just too much going on, overwhelmed, didn't stop to sort of look what I'm doing. But anyway, I just thought it would be good to discuss that today. And in terms of the aspect of knowing your craft, I actually come across quite a few social media posts online from witchlings not knowing where to start in their practice, just asking what where where they should go, what they could look into. Um, there's a fantastic forum or an app called Witches Amino that you can download. Uh, it's on well, it's on Apple. It's on all the usual podcast place podcast podcast app places. You can also go online. And I've connected with some amazing witches all over the world. They've got around 150,000 members. It runs like a blog in that many experienced witches will outline different subject matter. And a lot of the content I haven't come across in any books. So it's a really good minefield of information. And I inhale a lot of books. And, you know, there's always different things on there that just might pique your interest and you fall down the rabbit hole of looking into a new area. 
The other day, one of the forum members posted a fantastic outline for what you could explore starting out in the craft. But I think for anybody, it's, you know, there's always something to learn. You'll never reach a day when you know it all. And that's why I love it, because there's a lifetime of learning to be had. So some of the areas that she outlined that I thought were worthwhile were the history of witchcraft. You might want to look at famous witches Types of magic, so green, kitchen, sea, ceremonial, um, sorry, types of witches rather. Types of magic as well, so white magic, chaos magic, types of spells, types of divination, talismans, sigils, deities, colour correspondences, spell ingredients, what they mean, how to use them, tools, so pentagrams, a chalice and the, the meaning behind them as well. The elements, spirits, if that's your thing, and how to work with them safely. Zodiac signs, folklore, you may want to look at your own local folklore as well. Crystals, moon cycles, astrology, herbs, ancestors and how to work with them. You may want to look at lucid dreaming, astral projection, old magic, modern magic, how to cast a circle, morality, the afterlife, our beliefs in regards to the afterlife, uh, the Sabbaths, the holidays and how to celebrate them. I know we covered Samhain and we'll go for a few others. Meditation, grounding, cleansing your tools, cleansing your crystals. Also great for looking at witchy media, like music, movies, TV shows. There's always some good recommendations on there. But yeah, I just think if you're a solitary witch like me, it's really good to have other witches to speak to and not feel like you're all alone out there in the world. Uh, Really friendly. Haven't seen anyone getting bashed or trolled or anything like that. And I'm always a little bit conscious of social media. You know, I'm a little bit careful where I go because I know that you can get some pretty nasty people. But yeah, a good crowd of witches, if I'm honest. So coming back to the need for self-care, I think this is essential for all of us. However, I think that us witches probably need it more so because we're usually empaths or healers. So we're highly sensitive, we're connected, more inclined to be affected by negative energy or people, energy vampires, toxic situations, overthinking, and sometimes, you know, stigma for our own beliefs. So coming back to the book review, I came to reading a book that I had already read, which, like I said earlier, is The Witch's Book of Self-Care. So the author is Arin Murphy-Hiscock, and she has also written The Green Witch and The House Witch. So you're probably familiar with those two. They're a couple of witchy classics. I picked this this book up a couple of years back, um, and I don't think I was at a place really where I needed it much. I think I was doing all right. It was like the summer and, yeah, you know, just in a different place. But... I reread it this week and it was just a complete tonic for my mind when it needed it the most. I think everyone could benefit from this book, let alone alone witches, because of the self-care aspect. It mainly focuses on uh, mental health, self-care through journaling, meditation, cleansing, so your energy, your environment, mindfulness, affirmations, And I genuinely think if you applied the methods laid out in the book, I'm convinced that you would reap spiritual and mental breakthroughs, especially via the journaling prompts that I myself am going to tackle. I just feel that it would serve as your own form of 
like counseling or life coaching just the prompts are so good they really get to the point and you know the heart of the matter of what's troubling you um and obviously your subconscious so obviously you would never want to not take up external support so you know if you're feeling really low you may want to visit your GP or a herbalist um you may need to see a counsellor, but I think this book is fantastic for assisting you with practices and rituals that you could carry out at home. So the book would be really good for cottage witches and house witches because a lot of the sections focus on baking. So there's like recipes for comfort. There's some brilliant recipes that I'm going to have a go at, especially for presents for you. So if any of my friends are listening, then (laughs) that's what you're getting. Um, So there's recipes on there for bath bombs, lotions, potions for self-care. And there's some spells in there. I wouldn't pick it up for the spell side. You know, there's some good candle magic spells, some good basic spells, but ritual wise, fantastic. I'm definitely going to hang on to this book and keep it around me most of the time because I feel that if anything's sort of troubling you or if you're feeling stressed or anxious, there's an answer in this book that you can turn to for a solution or comfort. It's the book helps you make helps helps to make you feel really calm because the writer is just kind of rationalizes how you're feeling. So you don't really feel like you're out there for feeling like that. Uh, she's very, you know, she writes in a very soothing way. You feel like she's talking directly to you. If you're a witch that has a self-care box, so you've got a box full of items that you go to when you feel that you know, most need some care, you might want to incorporate this book into it. Um, I love the self-care box idea. I might actually set one up for myself. And I know people having their, you know, a letter to themselves from themselves that they might have written on a, a good day you know, bath bombs in there, special teas. Um, You may have a piece of clothing that you wear when you want to feel good, special, you know, candles, photos, just anything that's going to cheer you up that you save for that moment of need. So, I mean, what has self-care got to do with witchcraft? I know it's banded around a lot on Instagram and the like, but coming back to this book, I'm just going to read out the introduction that I think does explain it all. Sorry. (laughs) At its most basic, engaging in self-care is about self-respect. Self-care is all about taking care of yourself, making that stand and declaring that, yes, you are important, you do matter. Simple self-care is part of your efforts to be the best person you can be, an idea that resonates in magic as well. Magic is an ideal partner for self-care. One of magic's main focuses is healing, healing of the self, healing of the earth, healing of humanity and nature. In this sense, magic and self-care go hand in hand. Couldn't have put it better myself. I love that. So I believe reading this book a second time round, when it's been relevant and needed, has certainly changed my initial thoughts on how much I like it. Wasn't taken with it before, but I don't think I was in a position where I actually could have used any of the prompts or the ideas. Um, But tying in with the 13 goals of a witch, this book is brilliant and without a shadow of doubt would recommend that you buy it but I think we also need to be aware at this time of year mental health care and self-care is key anyway we've obviously talked about Samhain recently we talked about the last full moon we are in if you're in the UK or in the northern hemisphere I know a lot of our listeners are we are experiencing the darker times of the year it's easy to get lost in the shorter periods of light it's cold hard to get out of bed 
However, it can still be a beautiful time to enjoy, like getting out in nature where possible, just getting as much light as you can, moving your body, eating good seasonal foods, just doing what you can to keep your energy up. So I hope that that might have given you some ideas on how you might want to honour the God or Goddess in you. But join me on the other side for some insight into the Goddess of Witchcraft, Hecate. So welcome back to part two of today's podcast. November 16th recently passed, which was the night of Hecate and prompted me to give you some insight into my very own favoured goddess. So the night of Hecate begins at sunset on November 16th. It's seen as the night of Hecate's supper at the crossroads. So people who worship or worshipped Hecate honoured her by performing sympathetic magic and holding a supper at what they believe to be the crossroads. Hecate is actually classed as the Greek goddess of the crossroads, a Greek goddess of the three paths, guardian of the household, protector of everything newborn, and she is the goddess of witchcraft. Originally, Hecate was depicted as a beautiful and powerful goddess, There are other depictions, though, of her as the crone or the hag. She's the only one of the ancient titans who Zeus allowed to retain her authority once the Olympians seized control. And Zeus shared with Hecate and only her the awesome power of giving or withholding from from humanity anything that she pleased. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. She was usually classified as a moon goddess, which I only found out recently, although I've always been drawn to her. I think that's probably why I love her. Her kingdoms were the earth, sky and sea, and she was believed to have the power to create or withhold storms. Undoubtedly, this played her part in making her the goddess, so the protector of shepherds and sailors. Um, Hecate was a lover of solitude and classes of virgin goddess. She was unwilling to sacrifice her independent nature for the sake of marriage. Go, girl. (laughs) Uh, She was described as luminous or shining and in other legends as invisible, being only glimpsed as a light. And it could be that this luminous quality is why she was marked as a moon goddess. Scholars also believe this is in part to her mother being Asteria. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly, Titan goddess of the shining light or star. 
or it could be more in more relative terms because she was always seen holding or carrying a torch. She was known to walk the roads at night or visit cemeteries during the dark phase of the moon. And she was usually depicted with her sacred dogs. So Hecate and her animals were said to have three heads looking in all directions. Hecate is usually depicted with three human heads, giving her farsightedness. So the ability to see the past, present and the future. And this played a part in her most famous myth concerning Persephone and her abduction. I'm pretty sure I got that one right. It was Hecate that saw and told Demeter, or okay, what had become of her daughter. Hecate played a key part in Persephone's life. She actually became her confidant in the underworld. And Hades was hospitable. He honoured Hecate as a prominent and permanent guest in the spirit world in gratitude for her friendship. So this ultimately enhances Hecate's reputation as a spirit of black magic with abilities to conjure up dreams, prophecies and phantoms. Hecate's ability to see into the underworld or the other world of the sleeping and dead gave her the ability to be comfortable and tolerant in the company of misfits and outcasts that most would shun through fear or misunderstanding. She was actually honoured and feared as the protectress of the oppressed. Hecate was often accompanied on her travels by an owl symbolic of wisdom. However, interestingly, interestingly enough, Hecate wasn't recognised for her own wisdom, more for being a goddess of trivia. Her farsightedness and attention to detail, combined with an interest, an interest in what many of us discount as irrelevant, kind of gave her the power to see what many people weren't really interested in so she picked up a lot of on a picked up on a lot of things in ways to honor Hecate uh, food was often left at crossroads three face masks were used to adorn the entrance of homes honoring the goddess who could wield her own influence over the spirits that travel the earth and kept them from entering people's households women that need to make a trip alone at night would say a brief prayer to Hecate to seek her protection Hecate is known as a protector of women, especially during childbirth, and she has and can be called upon to ease the pains and progress of a woman's labour, but also to protect and restore the health and growth of a child. Uh, Hecate is also considered a hospice nurse, helping the elderly make a smooth and painless passage into the next life and staying with them if need be in the other world to help prepare them for their eventual return to the earth in their next life. So the reason I love Hecate, she reminds us of the importance of change. She helps us to release the past, especially things that hinder our growth. And she, she helps us, you know, accept change and transitions. She asks us to sort of let go of what is um, familiar and safe and travel to, you know, scary places of the soul. She's there to support you. She can You can work with her to show you the way through new beginnings she shines a torch to guide you while you're in dreams and meditations. She can loan you her farsightedness to show you what lies deeply hidden or forgotten, ultimately to sort of help you make a choice or find your path. She's She shows us to be tolerant of those less fortunate or different to us. However, she's not to be mistaken for a bleeding heart as she dispenses her own justice equally and blindly. Her name actually means distant one. 
However, she's always close at hand in times of need. So assisting us to release our old ways through new beginnings. So symbolic wise, symbols of Hecate are the torch, crossroads, three-headed statues and animals, the number three, because we all know three is the magic number, masks and candles. Animals related to Hecate are dogs, horses, sheep, especially black female lambs. I suppose they're, you know, the outcasts, like the different ones, but very cute. Owls, bats, snakes and boars. Plants related to Hecate are the willow, dark yew, black fawn, saffron, gourds, especially pumpkins, which is no surprise as she's, you know, she's the goddess of witchcraft. Um, She plays a significant role in the celebration of Halloween. I know not all witches choose to work with deities, however many Wiccans do. You may already have your own deities, gods, goddesses, however you want to class them, that you already work with. But if you are interested in uh, following and worshipping a deity or deities, it is good to read up on and, you know, see which ones you are more drawn to. Uh, This may change at different times of your life, depending on differing circumstances or needs that you have you know, as a witch or, or even a Wiccan, it's certainly not essential to worship or honour any gods or goddesses. It's entirely up to you. But a deity may actually re- represent many things to you. So you may look at them as a higher being or a, uh, a personification of nature. Each deity represents a different aspect of something that we experience on Earth. So there is a goddess or goddess, god or goddess to represent every single aspect of the earth and all that comes with it. It does become easier to connect with nature if we see aspects of it in a human form. So people and we find it easier to visualize, look up to, understand and communicate with deities and, you know, see them as a human form of nature. There are so many deities from many cultures and countries that you could follow. I mean, don't worry if it takes you a while to find which god or goddess is right for you. You may look into them, you might do your research and, I don't know, start to get messages, different reasons or things that connect you to one in particular, but it's definitely not essential. Um, There's quite a few individual books that are good on it. There's a few that touch on the very basics. I mean, coming back to, I know it's quite a general book, but a couple of the books that we've already discussed, like the Harmony Nice book, there's a good outline of each individual culture's, you know, deities that you might want to work with but I do think you probably need to go into the rabbit hole of the internet or many different books to get a really in-depth look that particular a lot of the information I gave you today in regards to Hecate was from a really good website actually uh with quite an interesting name actually I'll link a I'll link it on the Instagram page if you want to have a read but like I say, I was instantly drawn to Hecate from the beginning. From the beginning, I only just found out that she's actually classed as the moon goddess. But I think it's just her kind of independent ways. And um, obviously, she was really highly regarded as well. She's very tolerant of um, the underdog. Uh, she loves dogs. There you go. Um, but yeah, it'd be really interesting to hear if you go down that rabbit hole 
if you've already got gods or goddesses that you work with, how you work with them, is it in relation to rituals or meditation or, you know, when you're casting, I'm always really interested to see what everybody does to get my own ideas. And that is the beauty of what we do anyway, you can really do, you can work the craft pretty much how you want to do it. Obviously, there's millions of books out there, but it's really got to come from you and, and how you feel most comfortable, how you're best channeling your intent on anything that you want to do. So I'm so sorry that this week's episode was late. As you can see, the whole discussion uh, of self-care and, you know, honouring the goddess in all of us, it all went a bit out the window for me this week. Um, But I'd rather put out a show that I feel like I covered everything that I wanted to do. And, you know, rather than rush it, I just feel that, I would not be doing you guys a good, I'd be doing you guys a disservice. Anyway, if you have got a chance to give me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be fantastic. I've already got some amazing five-star reviews on there, so I'm dead chuffed and I'm really loving the support that I've had. I can't believe how many people have listened to the show, where everybody's from. It's like all over the world. It's just mad. Um... If you want to drop me an email, I am on carly at the whitewitchcompany.co.uk. You can catch me over on Instagram at the White Witch Company. I will be back here next week on time. Won't be letting you guys down. And um, other than that, have a lovely week, witches. Speak to you soon. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free warbyparker.com slash covered.